Shall we begin? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. Obviously, I'm your host, Francisco. Today, I'm picking up a conversation that I had with this young lady on her podcast. Uh, her name is Victoria. Um, she is a Gen Zer. Um, she is intelligent in her thoughts and the way she processes things. We had a great conversation the last time uh, Gen Zers versus Gen X and Boomers. Um, it, it's always always a generational thing. So I'd like to introduce everybody to Victoria. How are we doing today, Victoria? Hey, hey, everybody. How you feeling? It's good to be here, Francisco. I'm doing great today. How are you yeah, doing? I'm good. Listen, we. I wanted to get you back on, and I wanted to get you on my show because I, I did yours, and I wanted to uh, continue our conversation for my audience about the you know uh, the differences between right now between Gen Z and. Um, uh, and Generation Y and the older generation. Uh, there's a lot of things in the news right now where you have people who do not want to buy homes right now. Gen Zers who don't want to work as much. They they prefer a part-time job, even though you really can't survive off part-time. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to invest in work, you know, like the older generation does. Like me, I, I'm, you know, I work. I, if, yeah. if I'm not working, I, you know, we're usually doing something on my day off. So, can you relate to that right now? Because you seem like you're pretty busy. You got school, uh, you know, you're working on your degree. So how's mm -hmm. that going for you? What what's what's the motivation like for you right now? Absolutely. There's a variety of different things that are like running through my head on like a daily basis. Like when it comes to school, when it comes to my future career, when it comes to where I want to live at the moment and and working, I'm currently kind of in a situation where I'm like looking for work because I'm I'm at home right now and I'm working from home and I kind of have different options to where I can work outside of the house. If I can, I can possibly intern in another state. So I go to USC right now. I'm an online student and I'm working on my master's degree in integrated design, business and technology. So fight on Trojans, right? <laughs> And, you know, there's so many opportunities out in LA, obviously, but I'm in the Dallas area. So definitely trying to do what I need to do while pursuing what I want to do. And that's kind of like the phase that I'm in right now was like trying to find work to create a sustainable income for myself and my family because living at home uh, with uh older parents and a sibling, you definitely, I definitely have that urge and that kind of that pressure to like pull my weight. And, but also I want to pursue things that I want to do that may not be here in Dallas. So that's just kind of the thing that I'm working through mentally right now. And I know I'm not the only person in that position that is living at home because there's plenty of us 20 somethings hustling and trying to figure out what we want to do right now. But I find that kind of funny, though, because Dallas is an area where people are moving to always. Dallas, uh, Houston area, Texas is is big. So yeah. L.A., though, L.A. LA is expensive. Um, it is. And then you're saying internships. Now, let me ask you a question. This is the most important part. Okay. Are these paid internships? Are these yes. internships where you're earning a salary? Because a lot of these companies will like to take advantage of people and say, you know, as an intern, you'll learn a lot, but we can't pay you for it. We can't pay you for right now. 
So how do you go about making sure that you're not going to get taken advantages by one of these companies that want to hire you as an intern? Absolutely. That is such a fantastic point because the cost of living is more expensive out in California than it is here in Texas. But I feel like the opportunity out there is more like tantalizing, if you will. Mm -hmm. Like I was out there for a week uh, last week from uh, September 6th to the 12th for my residentials. And just being there for a week taught me so much. I felt like I got two educations, one in LA and one in at USC. Um, and I say that because I was Ubering everywhere. So Ubering, um, Ubering, taking the Uber to campus every morning, right? And my Uber drivers were schooling me, like everything LA. They were schooling me. They were educating me. Um, we're talking about like the homeless crisis, uh, identity. Oh my gosh, the conversations went deep, but specifically on the topic of like jobs it's it's tricky because I feel like I can you can make it work there's the hustle is everywhere right there are there are plenty of opportunities out here in Dallas but I think the attraction to LA is that it just seems more of like a vibrant active like community it doesn't feel boring it's definitely not a boring city there's a life to it like when when I was there I definitely felt that sense of like oh there's stuff going on here like people are making it happen here I see why people want to move out here and like start their dream um so yeah nothing against Dallas because this is where I'm from this is where my family's from but I just I kind of feel like a slight pull in that direction you know so LA is a city of hustle Everybody's got to hustle for you. Everybody, every waiter wants to be an actor. You know, everybody on the street wants to, you know, be in movies or write a movie, Mm -hmm. you know. So you have to be very careful when you get into that arena because, like I said, it's a city of hustle. People will take advantage of you and will try to, to, you know, suck the life from you every chance they get. Mm -hmm. That's just part of the business. Mm -hmm. So for you, what specifically in LA are you trying to get done over there? What are you trying to do in LA? What piques your interest over there? Because remember, you have to balance school, then you have to balance your your passion, uh, which is podcasting as well. So how do you fit that all into the mix? It's tricky. I'm I'm a big, I consider myself a big dreamer. And like cinching everything down into like one straight path is kind of kind of tricky for me, to be honest. But as far as like the avenues that I'm currently looking at, I was first looking at a music or entertainment internship with Sony and I applied. I did not get it, but that is definitely something that I found myself still interested in. Like one of my Uber drivers was an artist actually. And I was telling him about it. He's like, oh yeah, okay. I can see you doing like, you know, being in the music industry, working in the music industry. Um, to that effect, yes. I, I'm actually signed to a which I, I told you during the last long time ago episode mm-hmm. that we had um, signed to a, a talent agency and I'm still auditioning. Have I booked roles? I'm going to be real. I have not. <laughs> so, I mean, but I, I love the entertainment industry. I know there's a lot going on right now with the strike in Hollywood, the writer strike. So writing is, was, is not my particular forte but getting into more of like the acting scene out there I know is a completely different animal but 
is it something that is kind of in the back of my head? Yeah. Um, but at this moment, I'm kind of like keeping my door open and I'm staying open-minded because the program that I'm in is really, I'm surrounded by people in like the product design, the U, the UX, which is user experience space, product design. Um, I'm getting sent opportunities to work at entertainment companies like NBC. So I don't know. I'm these all these companies are kind of swirling. I don't have my eye set on just one at this moment. So yeah, you have to figure out what's going to work best for you in the long yeah. run uh, to see who's going to give you the best experience. Remember, you're not going to have the same experience every company you go to. But it's good that those opportunities are circling you. You're a hard worker. You're I mean, you're all over the place mm -hmm. and you're still managing the balance. Now, when it comes to your podcast, how has that been going for you? What is the the long term plan for that? Since you you really want to get into the acting stuff mm -hmm. and and the Hollywood stuff, are you gonna you know set that aside for a while? Or are you gonna continue to do interviews with people and and put yourself out there that way? What are the long term goals? So with my podcast, I want to remain as consistent as I can because consistency, as you know, is like the name of the game in the podcasting arena. And, you know, the more visible you are, I think the more opportunities you have, obviously seeking monetization opportunities on my podcast. Um, I started using Zencaster recently and each each podcaster has their own platform that they like to use, but I'm, I'm using Zencaster now. Um, so looking to monetize and also... With this program that I'm that I'm taking right now, I want to focus more on like the business side. So becoming more practically just becoming more confident as a creator and like labeling myself as a podcast host, as a digital creator, um, as a content creator and creating opportunities from there. I, I would like to see it expand in, in the health and wellness space specifically because my podcast is tailored towards Gen Z and mental health. So I would like to to explore those avenues and see what what I could do in that space because I know that there's a lot of podcasts in the health and wellness space, but seeing how I can uh, make my impact there specifically. I'm still trying to figure out where I fit, but I know I fit in there somewhere. Yeah, they I mean, just like everything else, there's there's a ton of people out there with there's I think they say there's over a million podcasts out there right now floating around. But Probably the majority more. But the majority of them end after seven episodes or so because people just can't continue the content. This is not an easy business to be in. And we've talked about this before. It's very, very difficult. Right now, monetization is almost impossible because all the celebrities are taking the space right now of podcasters who are trying to make a name for themselves. And that's okay because we already know people like the known and not the unknown. Yeah. So we have to work yeah. a little bit harder to get ourselves out there. And, and it's all good. You know, it's just this will weed out the people who are passionate about what they do or who are just worried about making money. Because in this business, mm -hmm, it can take mm -hmm. quite a few years to get picked up by somebody and seen by somebody. Yeah. But you have an overall view of what you want to do, which, you know, right now for most Gen Zers, that's not <laughs> that's not that's not true. Um, fr from the people that you've been around and the the 20 somethings that you hung around, what is the feel right now out there for these for this younger generation of people who just feel like it's not as important as it used to be to, to hit the grindstone uh, for work. I think everybody is a unique individual. And I know as Gen Z's, you know, we have the certain uh, labels about us. I think the hesitation just stems from what we see, the way of life that we want to have, we want to choose our own way of life, basically. I think that's something that I'm, I keep coming back to is like, 
there's nothing wrong with the way that our parents grew up. But in this generation, we have the tools that their generation did not have to be able to create a different lifestyle for ourselves. And it might take a longer time or it might look a little bit different, but we're willing to take that risk in order to to create something different. And I'm trying to think of like the conversations that I'm having with um, other young people. So it's, it's, it depends because my community, so I have to, I would have to start with the community that I have, that mm -hmm. I've built up, right? Which is like at my church in my school program, I have a, an older sister. She's a year older than me. And then obviously my parents, so I hang out with them a lot. So I think my perspective comes from that overall I think just sense of like, there's gotta be more. And like, there's a quote, there's like a whole wall of, of uh, quotes on this side of the wall that y'all can't see. But uh, one of the quotes is from Steve Harvey. And it says, if you wake up with the feeling that there has to be more in life, then there, there probably is. So. So, I mean, people will call that ambition. <laughs> That's what yeah. it should be called. It's called right? ambition. But a lot of these kids out here today don't have that type of ambition. It's easy. Right. In a way, it's kind of easier now. And you're right. Once social media came out, forget about it. It made things so much. People don't even have to work as hard. You know, people say creating content is hard. It is. To a point, it's, it is. But all these people are on TikTok. They're making money off IG. They're making money off being on, Facts. creating this content, uh, videos, things of that nature. But um, it creates an issue as well because it creates a false narrative that everybody can be a boss. And that's not true. Right. That's of not course true not. Yeah. Um, and the other issue is, is, is mental health. People are mm -hmm. seeing, people are seeing what other people are fake posting about their lifestyle. And, and these other people are like, I want to live that life knowing that 90% of the stuff we see online is the lies anyway. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And these people, and it creates mental mental uh, illness problems for these people because they see they don't see themselves reaching that brass ring that they've been they've been seeing other people reach mm -hmm. on social media. But we don't know what goes behind the scenes there. So it, you know, we're both on the mental health tip when it comes to podcasting. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. as of this podcast, uh, September is Suicide Prevention Month. Yes, correct. So, in your opinion, with the Gen Zers. Has social media created a firestorm where people are now wanting to delete themselves because they feel like they can't keep up with the Joneses anymore? Oh, totally. Um, that sense of comparison, I think, will always be there as long as we have social media and as long as we're on social media. And I actually just created a reel yesterday. I remixed a reel from a guy that I saw um just talking about how he wants to, he's living a life like behind the scenes and elevating in silence. So basically he's just doing his thing behind the scenes. Right. And I basically responded by saying like, that's great. There's nothing wrong with getting off of these apps and just living your life and living your best life and elevating in silence. Because I think there's, it's two pronged, right? It's like, sometimes we want to move in silence and not tell people what we're doing and just like, put our actions out there and like let people give them like you don't give them everything you just give them like little tidbits right and then the other aspect is like tell them everything like show out that's what social media is for like do do the most but I don't think there's really a right or wrong there you know if you if you decide to live your life off of social media like what's wrong with that if you do decide to show everything on social media I mean we can see what you're doing 
doesn't mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like for me, I prefer to let my actions do the talking. So even when I got accepted into USC, I didn't immediately go to social media and be like, oh my gosh, guys, I just got my acceptance letter. Yeah. It was like, I, I got my letter. I told my family and the first thing my, my mom, my, my family was like, don't tell anybody, <laughs> like, like, just keep it to yourself. You know, just keep it to yourself. Even when you go off to California, don't tell anybody right away. Just like drop a little picture or two. And that's what I did, you know? Um, so that's, that's my way of thinking. And there's nothing wrong with someone that prefers a more private way of, of elevating. What do you think? I'm curious about. Um, honestly, devil's advocate here. I, I believe some of the things that people post on, on social media is not healthy is not healthy. It sets the wrong example for the youth. Uh, it sets a bad precedent on, you know, on what they post. Nobody wants to see you, you know, posting clips from your OnlyFans or promoting your OnlyFans online. Uh, it's some of the things, and then people just post things just to post them. Like they post the most ridiculous things and think, hey, this is going to get mm -hmm. some clicks because that's what it's about. It's about getting clicks. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Social media has been brilliant for the most part. Uh, giving us opportunities to make money, making, you know, people get their 15 minutes of fame or, be, or, or beyond that. There's mm -hmm. people who's gotten their 15 minutes of fame, but they've made so much money, even if they're not in the spotlight, it don't matter because they've made their yeah. money and ran already. Right. But it's not all good. All content is not all good content. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I agree. There, there has to be a balance sometimes. And I don't think with the algorithm, I don't think there is a balance. If you notice in the algorithm, it'll send you certain things you don't want to see. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And mm -hmm. you can look up positive things and the algorithm will pick that up, but then it'll throw in a couple of things you don't want to see and it still right. shows you it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's it promotes negativity a lot to me with the youth. Younger kids, kids who are 13, 12, 10, they shouldn't be on social media. There's no reason for a kid to be that young and be on social media. And I think that that creates the mental health crisis in the youth right now because they want to be like that person on TikTok. That person's not even real. You don't know if that person's real. They're just setting things up. They're setting these kids up for failure, I believe. That's just my opinion. Uh, my kids are not on social media. Um, I don't think they need to be. But every parent is not me. Every parent is mm -hmm. not going to police their kids when it comes to that stuff. When my kids are 18, they can make their own decisions on what they want to do. But right now, I don't see a reason for, the, for you know, a 12-year-old or 13-year-old to be on social media worrying about, you know, excuse the language, worrying about seeing tits and ass on there because that's all they're going to see on there. That's all you really see on, on, on social media right now. It does come up. It does come up. <laughs> I was thinking about my TikTok feed personally. And by the way, I just want to preface, I didn't get a phone, a cell phone until like I was in high school, which is late. Like I was like 17 with my first cell phone. Um, my parents are, they remind me of, of your parenting style, if you will, um, with the whole social media thing, they were very social media averse. Um, at first, they were just like, please be careful what you post. Even with them, I'm very cautious about putting my parents on social media. I will always ask before if I can post a picture of them, like, mom, can I put a picture of you up? Dad, can I put it? If they say no, I'm like, okay, fine. My mom's on Facebook, but the majority of what she'll post is just like Bible quotes and scriptures and things like that. But yeah, they're very much like, and I try like even my TikTok feed is very like clean, like it's all very like, um, 
motivational content and aspirational content. So people that like lift you up, people that are motivating me, people my age, like they people that feel like my friends, even though I don't know them. So I try to filter. There's ways that you can filter out your for you page with certain hashtags. If you want to see health and wellness stuff, if you want to see fitness stuff, if you want to see motivational, spiritual content. Um, but that that kind of crazy uh, stuff that's dangerous and things like that. There's, I believe, and I could do my research on this more. I believe there are filters on that certain content, but there are ways for you to, to not see that on your own page. Cause you shouldn't have to see that on your own social media page. So, yeah, I'm just a, a different cat when it comes to that. Like when I go, and it's funny because every social media site has a different thing. Like TikTok, I see a lot of podcasters on mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. Uh, not even in my circle, like podcasters that, you know, I normally don't see, but you know, they'll post, they'll have stuff from the podcast. Um, on my Facebook, they have their own version of reels on there as well. And that's yeah. just, that's like interviews in the street. You know what I mean? But it's, yeah. and, and some of the stuff is staged, which is, it's corny to me, but people do it for I the clicks, those. man. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to be, you know, if they're going to make money off of, you know, all good for them. I, I don't mm-hmm. hate on anybody for going out there and making their money. Just if you're going to make your money, you're going to have a message. <laughs> I said, just send the right message, man. Don't, you know, right. don't, don't put something out there for these kids that they're, they're going to make them feel like they're less than and, you know, make them worry about who they are and what they do. Um, I see you, you were trying to find that balance. <laughs> you're trying to find that balance. Cause you want to be out there. You want to be out in social media world. You want to be out in Cali. That's, mm-hmm. that's the bright lights. That's where, you know, you want to be discovered. That's where it comes from. You know, I'm too old to be in LA. I'm 44. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I just turned 44 on, on, on the weekend. I'm not maybe like a Glendale. Yeah, like I'm a, good. Uh... I'm not Hollywood life for me. Ain't it? That's, you know, it's just yeah. too, it's too much. And there's too many scams. You know, I, yeah. I'd rather work it the way, best way I can work it in my own, in my own life. But for somebody who's in their twenties, if you have an opportunity to go out there and make something for yourself, go out there and make, but set realistic expectations. expectations. You got guys mm-hmm. who's been waiters for 10 years that have been waiting on their big break. And it can take a long time for you to get, look at Samuel L. Jackson. It took him mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. to get his break. But once he got his break, forget about it. He's one of the best actors out there. So just temper, I tell people all the time, just temper your expectations, set goals for yourself, but don't yeah. overextend yourself. when Because then what's going to happen is when you start hitting those failures and you will fail, that's just reality of it. Not everybody's going to hit on the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth try. Just temper those expectations. And look, look, just keep working. Let me just keep grinding and get where I'm going because some people fail and then they fall off and then they yeah. just stop. They get unmotivated. They don't want to continue, but you don't mm-hmm. seem like that. You seem like you're, you're ready to hit, continue to hit the ground running. As soon as you get off that plane, you know what I mean? When you go back to LA, yeah. it's it's the thing for you. I I was, I want to say that to off, off of your point is I was very focused. Like I had, I had, I didn't know exactly what was what to expect because I had never been to California before or LA, but I was just very focused on like, I'm here. I'm going to be on campus. I'm going to take advantage of the opportunities on campus. I actually recorded a podcast with some journalism students while I was there at USC. So I came in with the, like a plan. I'm like, I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to meet people. I'm going to have fun, kind of, kind of. But I'm like, I'm here to work basically. So And I think that mindset definitely comes from like my parents being old school and definitely 
coaching me and, and helping me and cautioning me and just also being faith, a person of faith as well and like going with God and like trusting my intuition and using my, discern, my, my discernment, but also asking God for like wisdom as well. Like, what do I do? Like, I'm here, you got me here. So you, you gotta keep me here in some way, basically. So um, I think that's where that, that comes from. But yeah, I definitely see what you mean about staying cautious and like kind of curbing expectations because it's a lot of temptations. It's LA. Temptations out there. <laughs> yeah, it's LA. It's always going to be temptations yeah. in LA. So tell me, what's going on with the podcast? Uh, do you have anything yeah. coming up? You have any good interviews that you have lined up for the podcast? Let my audience know uh, where they can find it, uh, the name of the yeah. podcast, the social sites, and what you have upcoming. Okay, so the Feel Your Feelings podcast with a Z. There are a few things that I'm working on at this moment. So I have the host to host series, which you, Francisco, graced on. So thank you for being a guest on the host to host series. I'm currently doing some more of those. And I do have some guests that I would like to have on. And what I like to do with the host to host series is interview radio or media personalities, podcast hosts, podcasters that I listen to, and basically allow my viewers to get a sense of how they got to be where they are. Um, and let them share their wisdom as well. I'm also doing another series called the hashtag game, the game changer series. So I want to talk to, I've already talked to two people and the inspiration behind that just came from the sports world. I was watching um, like a Kyrie Irving interview and he was talking about like being a game changer. And I was like, okay, I want kind of want to do like a sports and mental health vibe type thing. But then I was thinking like, well, anybody can be a game changer, really. So I want to talk to like young people that are making an impact or doing big things in their communities or who are kind of making waves. So it's still under construction and I'm still looking for podcast guests. So if you or someone you know is a game changer or you know like a former athlete that you would love to see on there, reach out to me. Um, yeah, I have some I have some people in mind. Um what else what else and where can they find you oh okay so they can they can, y'all can find me on instagram you can also i'm i'm on instagram i'm on twitter i had i do have a youtube channel it is called the feel your feelings podcast and i'm an independent creator i'm still growing okay so feel free to follow me on there and support support your girl and my personal instagram is as told by victoria underscore so I would love it if you give me a follow. I appreciate you coming on the show. Listen, I, I see big things for you in the future. Um, just have to keep your head on straight. Like you said, LA yes, has sir. a lot of temptations, especially for the young um, and uninitiated when it comes to California. Uh, continue to keep grinding and doing what you're doing and continue to to, to keep helping the younger, a younger generation find help find their way. I think you're doing a, a service out there. You you are trying to bridge the gap between the older generation and the younger generation to find a happy middle ground of understanding. And not everybody's going to like the content, you know, just like not everybody's going to like my content, but there's always a niche. There's always some some audience that you can have out there that is willing to listen to what you do and and the thoughts that you bring to the table when you yeah. are having your podcast. So yeah. continue success. You know, I, I hope you know, nothing but the best for you. You continue to grow as a podcaster, but also as a person. Um, and just, you know, make sure you set your expectations where you can shoot for the stars, but you know, hey, this doesn't work out. I have a backup plan to, you know, fall back on. 
And I think Gen Zers need to work on that a little bit more now because uh, they don't do that. A lot of these Gen Zers just go for it 100% bore. And then when it fails, they are stuck. They have no backup mm-hmm. plan because they they wanted to follow their dream 100% and it just didn't work. Yeah. And can I just say, Francisco, I, I want to say thank you to you because like your model of podcasting is also like inspiring to me and it's something that I'm observing and that is basically like creating what you want to create right and like running wild not having too much of like a this is how it should be but like you're just creating from like your spirit basically and that's kind of something that I'm taking and running with on on my platform is not to be so rigid with my content so yeah, I, like um, to... I just want to say thank you for for what you're doing as well and to keep up the great work. Yeah, listen, if I can inspire people to do what they're doing right now, you know, it, it's it's a win for me. I, I like to have organic conversations. I just like, I don't like things being too rigid or too interviewy. I want to have people loose. This is about me telling their story. This is about them telling their own story. I'm not the voice of the people. And I've said this before. I want the people to have their own voice. And by bringing them on the show, they can tell their stories. You know, I'll ask my questions, but I'll ask in a way where I'm not agitating anybody. I'm not egging anybody on. We just want to have a good flow of a conversation. And I I don't like to be one of these people where it has to be point A, point B, point C, point D, because then it it turns the interview a little little sideways because then the the guest can sense that you're just being a robot. You're not being natural. I like to laugh. I like to joke. You know, and with with guests like you, it's, it's easy. You know, the, the first time we had our conversation on your podcast, you were a bit nervous. But after we continue to talk and, you know, we had that conversation, you loosened up and you were able to have a better flow to the conversation because it wasn't rigid. I let you have at it. And that's what I want to do moving forward. The more interviews that I have, the more people that I talk to is just feel free to like loosen up and like be myself, because I, that's I feel like that's something that my generation also struggles with with is an unwillingness and I saw this on a post right so an unwillingness to embrace vulnerability and that just comes from like a lack of trust right yeah. like we don't really establish trust too much we kind of have our walls up um but being vulnerable and like just flowing with people and talking to people and not you know not having it be too not be too in my head too much so my podcast is is like my dream space really yeah, it's therapy. I, I look at his yeah. podcasting as therapy because you can, uh, you know, when I did that podcast about my mom when she passed, that was therapy for me. That was putting, that was, I was more vulnerable at that point than any other point I've ever had, you know, because people could have criticized it or could have wrote negative things, but they didn't. And people understood because, you know, people lose parents every day, you know, but it's, it's your mother. You only have one of those and it, it gets, it's difficult uh, and I, I was stressed out on my birthday too because it was like, I, usually I get a call from her and my mental health was really down that day. You know, my wife took me, my wife took me out to dinner to cheer me up and, uh, you know, spoke to my brother, but it was still, it was still a hard day because I didn't get that call from her. I always get a call from my mother on my birthday and, you know, it changed forever. It's never going to be the same, but, uh, but I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, vulnerability is, is, is a hard thing, especially for the younger generation. My son, he's 16 years old and the kid, it's like talking to a brick wall. Like you try to get through the kid and it's, you can't even get it every, so one or two short answer. He won't tell me anything, but he'll tell my wife everything, like, which, which words me <laughs> out, but it's, it's cool. It is what it is, but I want to leave you with what I leave everybody. No matter what anybody tells you, if you found your purpose, live it. We'll talk to you folks later. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much.